0: Okay, so good morning, Noodle followers. I am so excited to come to you live today with Sarah Reese. We are going to be discussing, do I really need to take the SAT, ACT, this, or ACT this year? Um, Sarah comes to us with tons of experience. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, Sarah, take it away.
1: Hi, Noodle followers. It's great to be here this morning. I've been doing educational consulting and college counseling and college admissions and prep school admissions for 35 plus years. So I've worked with a lot of students in my time and I've seen a lot of trends come and go. Clearly, the trend that we're seeing now, even before coronavirus, is that colleges are moving away from, from test prep, from requiring tests. And uh, we saw University of Chicago and George Washington University join the many who um, uh, said, we don't require them anymore. Then of course, with the arrival of tests of the coronavirus, we saw that, wow, more and more colleges, so, do students really need to take the ACT and SAT? My answer is yes.
0: Sarah, I just have a quick question about that. Um, like you said, so many colleges and universities are transitioning to test optional policies, whether it's for just a year or longer. Um, so what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is that if, if you are a student who was planning prior to um, COVID-19 to take a standardized test, you should continue with that plan to do so? Absolutely.
1: The students who are rising seniors that I'm working with right now, we're looking at test dates and saying, assuming this test date is going to be happening, you're taking that test. If they're looking at the more selective universities, kids who are thinking more about less competitive universities that are test optional, may be just fine without pursuing the SAT or ACT. But right now I'm telling my ACT students to look at the July test date, cross your fingers and hope that it's happening, failing that, I believe it's September next. And then with the SAT, the August test date, and then October. And I like kids who have not had any testing to take at least three SATs or ACTs.
0: And that would be okay with the colleges? They, they don't mind seeing multiple test attempts?
1: I always have this funny feeling that the colleges like to see the kids put in the work and and play that part of the game and say, yeah, I want to achieve the best scores. We know that as long as the U.S. News and World Report requires the... Uh, or Uh, calculates SAT and ACT averages as part of colleges ranking they're going to be important to the colleges so clearly college admissions officers benefit from the very best scores that kids can submit
0: absolutely and And I think that um, you know I think that a student taking the test more than once goes along with colleges um, kind of their take on they want to see growth in a student So I think we know they want to see that growth on the transcript and a student improving year after year. And so it's, I do assume the same would be true um, with testing attempts.
1: And in my own experience, and this is purely anecdotal, I don't know if this would bear out, you know, statistically, but I often see in a typical year where juniors have taken the SAT or ACT a couple of times, maybe even three times, and I push them and push them to take the test one more time in the fall of the senior year, and I so often see a real pop.
0: Yeah, that's been our experience as well, so I'm glad you shared that.
1: Yeah. so um
0: clearly
1: uh kids ask me all the time where do tests fall in the importance of my application in a highly selective situation and i tell them you know often college admissions officers come to the school and they talk about holistic admissions and they look at the whole person And yeah, I think they really do. But at the same time, if you don't have that GPA, and if you don't meet a certain level of SAT, they're probably really and truly not even going to read your essays. So, and that's certainly true of universities like the University of California system, which is so large. Now, obviously, they're going to SAT, ACT, optional for the coming year. But, you know, I... I, I think it's still going to advantage kids, even in that large applicant pool, to submit strong scores.
0: I absolutely agree.
1: So, you know, another thing I like to mention to kids who are resistant to testing is that it's a skill and it's something that you're going to use later in life. Kids may not be thinking that they're going to go to business school or law school or medical school or other graduate program, but many of them will. And so that skill they learn with Noodle Pros, how to move through a test pacing wise, how to understand what the question's asking, how to eliminate easily eliminatable answers to narrow it down. These are skills they're going to use again. So um, I feel like it's a valid and really useful form of learning. So a good
0: question, when it comes to SAT and ACT, um, I, I totally agree that it's so important um, because the skills that students gain as they prep for these tests certainly are ones they can use in the future should they um, plan to apply to graduate school. Um, When it comes to SAT and ACT, though, what do you suggest or when do you suggest is the ideal time for students to begin that prep journey? Again,
1: I think I like to see it in the summer before the junior year to get it out of the way, to get that benefit and to start testing in as strong a position as you can. The junior year is a really important year academically. So if you're also doing your test prep during the junior year, you're under a lot of pressure. Obviously lots of kids do it um, and it works out just fine. But students of mine that I start with early enough, I like them to do it in the summer leading up to their junior year. And then they might take a refresher the following summer leading into maybe their final bit of testing in the fall of the senior year.
0: Sure, no and it goes back to what you said earlier how it's just nice to have the time if you know if if you want to work towards a much better score you are able to when you start early enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is a very unusual year this year's juniors, you know, there I have a couple of kids who have got march test dates done but they're in the minority. Most of the kids don't have any testing at all and they're going to have to walk in as seniors in August or July for the ACT and take these tests for the first time but and these kids are prepping and they're going to be in an advantage I do tell my students you know if they're looking at the top most selective U.S. universities and colleges they're in an applicant pool where everybody's prepping so that if they're not they're really going to be at a disadvantage
0: oh absolutely Um, And Sarah, I thank you so much for sharing, you know, your wisdom and your expertise when it comes to this topic. This is a topic at Noodle Pros that we've been getting lots of questions about. And as always, we always look to make as many resources as possible available to our students and our parents and our followers. Um, At Noodle Pros, we are here for you. Um, We have tutors ready to work with you on SAT, ACT prep if that's what you're looking to do this summer. Please reach out. We can match you with the perfect tutor for you. Um, And I'm really excited to share that Sarah is going to be back with us for the next few weeks to share um, some more of her snippets of wisdom. Um, We are going to release um, kind of a bit of a schedule today so that you can be aware of what she'll be sharing next week and the weeks to come. But Sarah, thank you so much. This was fabulous. Um, I learned so much from you and I'm sure that our followers did as well. Um, So thanks again.
1: Wonderful to see you. Bye
0: bye, Casey. Hi, thanks, Sarah. Bye. Hey, that was really good. Okay. Um, she's good, right? Oh my God, I think she's really... she's awesome. What I really want to do is. Um...